0: to the Lead to Lead podcast. We believe that God is calling you to be a leader, a leader of your own life first and then of others, leading with wisdom, intention, and humility. Join us as we chat through quick tips, skills, and ways to equip you on your journey as a leader. So maybe you're looking at the episode title and saying, what is a workist? That's a really weird word. Uh, and yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm making up this term. Uh, But to be clear, I don't mean workaholic when I mention that word. Uh, I think our culture has already identified that as a problem, and although there are still plenty of people that would fall under that term, it seems pretty widely known that there are dangers that come with quote, the compulsion to work excessively hard and long hours, end quote. Uh, Workaholism, of course, can be tied to addiction in general, and also materialism, and even more importantly, identity. But that's all for another podcast. Uh, Today, We're here to talk about this new term, workism, which, again, I made up. Uh, Yeah, so it's uh, describing a quality that I've come across a bunch of times in my own life, as well as uh, my friends, family, and random people I talk to about this. Uh, So here's the definition. A workist is a person whose work overshadows the spiritual, emotional, and relational parts of their life. Now, I realize as I'm saying that, that we're really just talking about living a balanced life. Here, but still, the term brings our attention to a very common version of living out of balance. What do you think, Doyle?
1: Well, VJ, I don't know for sure about your word, workist, but I'll work with it. <laughs> no, uh, no pun intended. But anyways, I, I think of a couple of words. I think of boundaries. I think of margin that uh, either get ignored or sometimes eliminated in a leader's life. And this issue applies no matter if you're a business leader or a leader in a school or a leader in a church. And I'll give you some specific examples. I think an example of someone failing and experiencing this uh, epidemic in their life or this sickness or whatever you want to call it, the margin issue of workist. I watched a video the other day that's about 10 years old that had a group of different pastors that were being interviewed and they were in a discussion, and it struck me that out of the six or seven pastors that were in this video, four or five of them since the video have had to leave their churches or had to step down because of crisis in their life, moral failures or just personal failures of some kind or family issues. And I think it's because they fit the definition of a workist.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, so I watched just a clip of that video. Who who was in that?
1: Well, there were guys like uh, Mark Driscoll, Matt Chandler, who's uh, hanging in there, but Perry Noble and different guys, and, you know, they're all great, great leaders, they've been great teachers, but they went through different struggles, like we all go through, and so that's the reason we want to talk about this in this podcast.
0: Yeah, so what we're what we're really going after here, guys, and this is, like I said, this is going to be uh, multiple episodes worth of discussion, because Doyle and I could talk about this for a long time, but what we're really going after is asking each of us, or each other, the question... Have I let work control the rest of my life? Really, am I, I am, am I in the back seat while I let work drive the car?
1: Right, and I, I want to give you another example. I was actually reading about this yesterday. A pastor in Washington, D.C., I don't remember his name right now, but he's, uh, he's been preaching four services a week for like eight or nine years, and he's taking his first sabbatical. I can't even believe anybody let him go that long. Yeah. But what he said was so amazing. He said, first of all, I would like to read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation by myself without preparing for a message. Mm. I would like to be able to just go to church and listen without thinking about what I'm preparing for next week or anything like that. And I thought, what a desperate place to let yourself get in, get into. I mean, and and so uh, if it's affecting him, imagine what it's doing to his family.
0: Yeah.
1: Let uh, imagine what it's doing to those that he's trying to lead. And so that's what we're trying to pay attention to. So let me. Let me throw out a thought. Okay. I've got some questions that I picked up from Pete Cazero, an emotionally healthy leader, and he talks about the importance of leading from our family or leading from our singleness so that we make sure that we're keeping priorities straight. So here's one question. What's more important in your life? Is it your work or is it your marriage or your singleness and your identity? Here's another question. How do I make uh, what is important to my spouse or family important to me Regardless of my leadership responsibilities, I think that's a really hard one for a lot of leaders.
0: Absolutely, and I mean, I think that's that's one of the first signs of a leader cracking under under this philosophy of workism and and kind of just letting work take over your life. Um, and unfortunately, this isn't this isn't just for leaders. It's actually it's just worse for leaders. If you're a leader who's experiencing this not phenomenon but widespread um, kind of attribute of American life, then it's, it's worse because your job is to encourage and bless people. And if you're letting your work take control of your life, then you really don't have any gas in the tank to do that, especially towards your family.
1: So, so let me throw out a, a statement and see what you think about this. And maybe those of you that are listening, you can think about this in your lo- own life. Here's the statement. The fruit I bear in leadership overflows Out of the richness of my marriage, and I wonder where the overflow is coming from. You use the word fruitfulness, and I think that if we take care of this issue, we pay attention to this, then what ends up happening is we experience more fruitfulness in our leadership. We experience more overflow, more power, uh, more vision, and so this is a really critical issue. I think.
0: Yeah, I agree, guys. We're gonna we're gonna do. I mean, I have grand visions of grandeur here for episode topics, but. Next time, we're gonna t- I'm going try to try to tackle margin, and I really want to tackle some different spheres of um, people, like students and leaders and church leaders and business owners. and I kind of want to tackle how that's affecting our culture through all those people, as my wife's uh, cake is beeping, if you can hear that in the background. So, guys, we really, really want to encourage you to ask this question and kind of examine uh, your lives and encourage the people around you to do the same about who's driving. Is, is your work and your workload just allowed to drive your life, or are you the one in the driver's seat? Uh, that may mean that it's controlling your schedule or your stress levels, but either way, it's likely affecting your relationship with God, yourself, and others. So we encourage you to pray about that this week. All right, guys, we will see you next time, and there will be a ton more on this topic, so keep on the lookout. And of course, it's our goal to get this podcast into as many uh, phones, as many devices as possible, just so we can encourage as many people as we can. Um, It's really our goal to get this podcast in front of people who really, really need it and who really need the encouragement uh, as leaders or just as people who are trying to lead themselves and their families. So if you like what you're hearing, please, please share, please subscribe, and please give us a five-star rating. Thank you so, so much guys for listening, and